What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello and welcome to the first featured manifestor celebration. I am so <laughs> someone else is excited too. Uh, I am so excited um, to host this call and this party because I think it's such a great space. Um, first, for those who have manifested to celebrate, and I find sometimes when I work with a lot of people who work with a lot of attraction and are manifestors. And they don't always have a place to say, look what I created, and to have everybody be totally supportive and really excited for them. So I wanted to give, number one, a place for that to happen. And number two, it is so inspiring and helpful to hear how other manifestors are making magic happen in their lives. So I wanted to give also everyone else listening who needs a little inspiration and a little motivation to keep going um, access to hear from all of these wonderful manifestors. So thank you all for being here, and I am excited to talk to everyone. I was reviewing everybody's uh, questionnaires, and I think that I could probably talk um, to you all for, you know, five hours, but we're going to keep this to an hour, so I just had to pick and choose some of my favorite things. Um, Sasha, did you make it on the call? Is that you? Yeah, I made it. Awesome. Sorry. Yay. Good. All right. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I, I got to tell you, though, my battery is running low, so sorry about that. I, I'll do my best. No problem. We will all uh, send, it, send you some extra juice, and I think we will be awesome. So cool. Well, we're going to dive right into it then, just to make sure we get to hear from everybody. So, uh, Sasha, will you just give us an overview of your um, money manifesting journey this far? Okay, so I would say that my um, my manifesting journey has been around doing a um, detective work on energy leaks, right? You know, so I looked at it as like, you know, if uh, my money, if I treated my money the way I treated my relations with people, you know, there there are people you want to hang out with, and there are people that you don't want to hang out with, and I was looking at, like, where am I letting my money hang out that isn't serving me? So I started digging through things that were loose ends with my money, you know, my investment accounts, um, things where money was just dripping away very, you know, grab, you know, like in a very slow stream, but still, you know, I'm losing money. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I was able to fix some things that were lingering for Her battery might have just given out, so we'll keep moving forward. And when she joins us, we'll get her story. I really love the story because um, that was one of the things as soon as Sasha signed up for the Manifest 10 k course. Wait. Oh, yeah, sorry. Here, I'm still here. She's telling me that it's like no bet. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, so far my detective work has um, uncovered $6,000 
um, in money that I didn't realize I had. That was just money left on the table. And some of these accounts, I was able to change them over to plans that were better for me. So um, part of it has just been giving me the courage to look at my finances in a very open and courageous way instead of hiding from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just because of that openness and treating my money more as an energetic source than, you know, the scary thing that's, uh, you know, surrounded kind of with, you know, shame and punishment, I've uh, been, I've, you know, it's, it's uncovered lots of nice things for me, lots of um, good deals, um, just a lot of good flow. And um, Cassie, I went and I did the uh, exercise around day 45 about going back and appreciating your money retroactively. Uh-huh. And I felt that just lifted a huge burden off of me. So I forget who it was that pointed that exercise out, but, you know, thank you so much because it was really healing for me. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah, that is that's a really powerful. I think that that one is it starts with forgiveness and leads to appreciation, and it's so powerful because so many people come to the table about money, like you were saying with shame, and it's really, it's really more of an energetic thing, and you want to hang out with it, and when you start wanting to hang out with it, it wants to hang out with you more. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's that's basically it in a nutshell. And I would just say that I have so much more, so many more friendly feelings towards my money and, you know, wanting to go and be there for it more and to see what I can do to help it and nurture it, which uh, I think is, you know, a, you know, a big key to all of this. Yes, definitely. I love that. And we are going to um, definitely come back and talk a few more specifics with Sasha. Um, so I want to get everybody's overview first. So Ashley, would you give us a little bit of overview of your process? Yeah, of course. Um, I guess it just kind of begins with, I've been studying the law of attraction for a couple of years now, but I would focus my energy on things like cars or an apartment or getting into some program that I really wanted to get into. And it really wasn't until the Money, Money, Money course that I actually gave manifesting its power and the form of money. So, I mean, in the past, if money came up for me, I would just think, oh, cool, thank you, universe, you know, and keep on moving. But this has been the first time where I actually spent days doing the lessons and actually just focusing on it. And it's been really cool so far, and I'm excited. I mean, our 90 days isn't over, so I'm excited to see what else happens. And it's definitely, if anything, that I've learned, and it's kind of funny that I've been studying it before I even got into the course, was just the, just the energy of letting go and letting the universe kind of handle those details, those things that we really don't need to worry about. But we, you know, we sit there and we're like, I want this blue car with this door and this tinted window. And it's really not about that. It's really not about the details because in the end, the universe really does know what's best for you and will bring you what's best for you. So I think, if anything, that's what I've learned over this past couple of days being in the course, and it's been awesome. Good. I love that. And I have, I definitely want to talk more about that because I love that you go to that letting go technique. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely my favorite. Yes. And I think you've I think you've mastered it, so we're gonna talk more about it. <laughs> cool. 
Yeah. All right. So, Allie, you're up next. Will you just give us a little bit of, um, you know, overview? It was interesting reading yours. You know, you said the most surprising thing um, was that it felt like hocus pocus in the beginning and that you didn't think um, you were doing anything that would produce a result. So give us a little bit of overview about your journey. So I um, am aware of, I was always, I've been aware of the law of attraction and in the last year I think I've been more open to its existence. Um, but, you know, came at it from really this very thinky, rational place. And um, and in the beginning, I really was sort of doing the exercises, thinking to myself, all right, you know, I'm, I'm game. And, um, and then, of course, got into this loop in my head. It's like, well, because I don't believe, this isn't going to work, and it's not going to work because I don't believe. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to fucking do it. And excuse me, and um, and so I kind of did it a little bit with putting my teeth, um, but and and I really thought um, that I was going to sort of like um, what was just said. I really thought that I was going to focus and manifest in exactly the way that I envisioned. And so it was like I'm going to think about a blue feather and a blue feather is going to appear. And so it was, going to, it was going to be a much more literal thing. So it's like, okay, I'm going to manifest this exact way that money is going to come to me and that it, that was how it was going to work. And lo and behold, um, I, it, it, the process 100% worked and not in the way that I envisioned but then it just keeps working. So I'm kind of into it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's hard to argue with results. That's right. That is so awesome. I love that you pointed that out. I, so many people get into that cycle that you described about, I have to get into believing it, and I don't believe it, and i got to get into believing it, and they really get into that um, just a cycle that really keeps them out of doing the work. And um, I love how you said, like, it's where your focus is really important yeah and and at a certain point it's I mean well what I found was it the results appeared and then that created the belief and then that created more results exactly yes so if you just start focusing you get the results and then you get the belief which and then it leads you to just keep doing it more and more yeah yes thank you for pointing that out awesome Cool. All right. Next up, I'm going to introduce you to Aaron. He was manifested just over $6,800. So, Aaron, tell us about your journey. Uh, thank you. Happy to be on. Um, I had, my journey has been, you know, magnificent. Um, I was open to manifesting money and, you know, any particular mean that uh, the universe uh, saw fit. But, I would have to say about 99% of uh, the money that I've manifested has come through gambling. And the fact of the matter is that I actually use uh, gambling or casinos as, as a playground for myself to uh, practice detach myself from money to where um, money doesn't control my feelings, but, I but my feelings control the money that I bring in. And so I love 
I love using dabbling as a way of growing and evolving as I uh, learn more about the law of attraction and as I learn more about myself as a as a person and as a as a person that has power, limitless power. Mm-hmm. And so during this whole money, money uh, manifestation experiment, um, I've gone to casinos, won a few jackpots, uh, won a few really good, huge hits that have, uh, and my net worth, my net winnings has been uh, $6,800. And it's really helped me to, Wow, I mean, it's really helped me to look at money in such a totally different way than I'm, than what I was looking at it before, uh, which has uh, really assisted me in helping others to teach them how to do the exact same thing. Which at the end of, at the, end of the day, it's what uh, I really enjoy doing is helping others. So this has really uh, helped along in that process of uh, helping others to grow as well. Yes, definitely. I know a lot of people get a lot of um, a lot out of your Facebook posts, and I love how you know you really use it as a playground. And when you use anything as a playground, you automatically are less um, attached, and you're just you know learning about yourself. And I love that you can use the casino as that way to learn about money and yourself. Yes. Well, the, the thing is that a lot of people look at casinos as a um, as a venue where you have zero control. And that's why I love using the casino because as human beings, we don't really realize how much control we really have through our energy. Right. And I remember there was a mentor of mine that actually uses casinos to prove how much control you actually have, whether it be at the craps table or at the slot machine or at the roulette table. And it's a, very phenomenal. I mean, I'm just, uh, when it comes to the casinos and using energy, I'm very much an amateur as of right now. But I, I have to say I've actually grown a lot using the casinos, and I can see the control that one has on, you know, how the flow of money actually comes in at the casinos. <clears throat> and another thing that's important is that I like to detach myself from money, like I had said before, just because you, you never want money to to control you because what ends up happening, you start looking at money as the sacred entity that there's a lack of, and so you have to either hold on to it or on the other end of the spectrum, just spend as much as you want. And for me, when I detach myself from money, that's when I have full control of whatever happens as it regards to finances, you know? <clears throat> so my, all of my bills are always paid. Um, I'm always ahead on everything that uh, I'm obligated to pay for. And the beautiful thing about it all is it's all because of how I have transformed my mind, how I look at money. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for sharing. Awesome. And so we have, we started out, I didn't really explain it this way, but that's what happened is that all of the money manifestors were at the front. Um, so next up we have Amanda who manifested a really good portion of her ideal day. And so Amanda, will you tell us a little bit about your manifesting journey to that? 
Uh, not the money thing. We're not doing that. No, we'll do that next. Right. The other thing is, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I it's like part of my ideal life, I guess, because like every day, well, every day I wanted to do it every day. I don't actually get to do it every day, but I was trying to start writing about my ideal life, and a huge part of it was like my ideal schedule. And at the time, I was going to sleep really late waking up really late, I had no time for myself, no time to be happy, no time to, like, just be. Um, And I remember talking to Cassie on a coaching call about it, and basically, you know, just all of a sudden, I got this awesome schedule, going to sleep, getting so much sleep, waking up extra early, doing my yoga every day, um, and I have so much free time to do whatever I want to do. And I didn't even recognize it. So then I spoke to you on another coaching call recently, and I was complaining about how my money wasn't here yet, and you let me know that everything else was there, and I actually didn't realize it. Um, so the biggest part is definitely letting go. I completely forgot about it, which, like, I know that's that's what always works for me when I'm manifesting, like actually putting my mind on something else. But mm-hmm. I think the most important part, and especially the most important part that we le- learn in the course is on, you know, just focusing on the things that make us happy. Because when I'm putting all my attention on that, I'm not, you know, focusing on where is this, why isn't this happening, and that's kind of how my schedule of my ideal life came to be. And also what happened with the money recently, too, because I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what works. Definitely. Definitely the theme of that. A little bit of letting go tonight. That's exciting. So I'm going to come back through and I'm going to ask you guys some more questions. We're going to have one uh, manifester joining us later on. She can't get here until about another 10 minutes. So Jill is going to share her story. Um, She did my Write Your Champagne Life Story workshop and has had amazing results. So I'm going to wait and let her tell you about. So I want to go back and uh, talk to Sasha a little bit. Um, like she said, she's manifested about six thousand dollars in forty-five days, which is awesome. And you talked a little bit about this, but tell us a little bit more. Did your manifest manifestations look the way that you thought they would? I'm sorry. Was that question directed to me? It was directed to Sasha. Did we lose her? Oh, okay. Maybe we didn't. All right, so I'm going to go. All right. Um, so, um, so Ashley, um, you've talked a little bit, and I want you to talk a little bit more about your favorite technique, which is letting go. And when I first read that, I, I didn't even for some reason, like, register that as a technique. But I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I think what – well, I first had to get through a lot of resistance. It's it's really easy to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to let that go. And then five seconds later, remember something that reminds you of it and then start spiraling down the same cycle again. So, I mean, it took a lot of just awareness and consistently just telling myself, just let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. And it really was, you know, f- focusing on something else that you really do enjoy and just putting your energy into that and letting the other things just play out as they may. And, I mean, it's not easy. I I would never say it was easy, but it really did produce results, and I've been all about it ever since. And it's just consistently telling myself to 
let it go. It's all good. Like, just, it's cool. Let it go. <laughs> Hopefully that's helpful. <laughs> I think it is very helpful. I think it's helpful because um, you said the magic words. It wasn't always easy. So often, um, you know, this stuff, it is easy. Like, when you get it down, it gets easier. But mm-hmm. a lot of times at the beginning, it's really not easy, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because you're training yourself to do something else. Like, you were training yourself to really let go and focus on something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I love that technique. All right. Let's hear again from Allie. So, um, you know, we often we talk a lot about, and this is the question that I ask all of our manifestors, because so often, you know, we think things are going to happen one way. And um, I like Allie's story because Allie actually manifested not having to pay $10,000 to the IRS, um, which is really cool. So I would love to hear, Allie, what advice would you give someone who's working on manifesting? Um, I guess the thing that was really powerful for me was being super clear on the outcome that I wanted. Um, and in my case, um, I got um, a really, really crappy letter from the IRS saying that I owed uh, $17,000 in an audit. And I've never been audited before, and I was just shocked and, like, embarrassed. You know, who gets audited? That I just felt like, oh, my God, I'm a good person. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And when I went back and I looked at my book, so um, there was some validity and, and there was um, a lot that went on in, in the year that was audited. And, of course, that was also the year that my hard drive fell over. And so I couldn't provide some of the documentation um, that they reasonably requested. And so I went through and I looked at everything that I all of their points that they were making in the audit. And I said, okay, I reasonably think that I owe, when you take into account the, um, the fees and then the penalties, I reasonably think that I owe $3,000, um, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, nothing. But, like, you know, when you screw up on your taxes, then that's what happens. And that's yes. part of being a citizen of this country is that, you know, you pay, you pay to play. And so... I really thought I really focused on you know, this is a fair and reasonable outcome for me, and um, and so that was a huge difference. I mean, seventeen thousand is sort of a you know it makes you feel a little bit like sick to your stomach. Three thousand yeah. is brutal, but not you know like and I thought and I and I honestly like it was made less brutal by the fact that I thought it was fair, and I got the final appeal back. And and I also I also said I don't want to have to pay an accountant a lot of money to do it. So I did the appeals on my own. And um I got the final appeal back and I owed three thousand and sixty seven dollars. And so I was like, damn, okay, that's pretty good. Well, I don't know why I'm cussing this whole call. Um and but I thought, okay, this is really good. I like this. Um, you know, this is pretty amazing that I got it so close. So I wrote the check, sent it into the IRS. And then I was telling you, Kathy, literally on Saturday, I got a letter from the IRS saying that I had overpaid by 
$61, and they were refunding me $61. So I was in $6 out of $17,000, which is, I did the mon- I did the calculation, it's .0000, I think, I might have, like, .000035 of the amount that I was supposed to pay originally. That's awesome. That is so awesome because, um, you know, it, that's an easy time when you get a bill like that from Larry. That's an easy time to lose your focus, and it's an easy time to go the other way and get upset and get frustrated and to, and to also think it's not working, right? No, absolutely. I mean, it's hard to think it's working when all of a sudden you're, you have this massive bill. Yes. Yes, and so I love that you were able to turn your focus where you wanted. You just got really clear about that. You know, kept it. This sounds like you kept it pretty level. It was like, okay, let's let's go for facts and sort of get all dramatic first, and which you might have done and just done that only for a little while, but really <laughs> focus on what you wanted and had the outcome that you wanted within you know point zero 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 three percent, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 It, I, I won't say that I was completely rational the whole time, but um, I, I mean, I was, I did sort of, it just is what it is. And um, and all you can do is focus on the best possible outcome. And I really feel like I did that and got exactly what I wanted. And, and you know, now I'm sort of, now there was a part of me that, it was so close. I was like, gosh, I should have manifested zero. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would say next time, but we're intending not a next time, so. <laughs> yeah. I'll find something else to practice on. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that story. I love it. I also love the, the technique that Aaron um, uses the most and he's the most connected to. You talked a little bit about that. Um Share with us, Erin, everybody, you know, your favorite technique um, for manifesting. My favorite technique for manifesting. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I just don't focus on the how. I focus on how I'm feeling, my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have a night. I, I, know what I, I know what I desire. I know what I want. And... The, all the work that I do is really me work, focusing on how I'm feeling. So let's say I'm feeling a little bit off on something that's even unrelated to what I'm desiring, I, 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 I fix that as well. Because I try to get a good downstream flow. I like to go with the flow of things. Mm-hmm. And so I know that when I'm feeling good and when, you know, my thoughts are in the right place, that, you know, I'm able to really bring into my physical reality the things that I desire. And it's not to say that if I have negative thoughts or negative feelings that those are bad things. I mean, they're actually great because, you know, that's where I'm able to grow even more and, yeah. and, still, and, and, and still work things out within myself that, uh, that is helping me to become even wiser. So the techniques that I use is basically just really focusing on how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and just letting the how portion 
of how to manifest a desire, leave that up, leave that up to the universe to decide how that comes about. Great. That's one of the best things you can do. It's one of the most important ways to how up to the universe. That's awesome. So, Amanda, you listed scripting as your favorite technique, which if you've known me very long, anyone on this call, you know that's one of mine too. Um, will you tell the group what surprised you most about the process and about manifesting? Oh, well, I'm a writer, so that's always, you know, that's always been my strength. I love writing. But, you know, the more scripting I do, the more everything is coming into my reality. And even before I even met you and started taking the course, um, when I had that lotto win for the $500, that was like a very simple writing it down on, it, it was like within 48 hours. That's what I wrote down, like within 48 hours. Um, I will acquire an extra $500. I think it was something like that. Um, and then I let it go. And then sure enough, I, I had to buy a lotto ticket for some reason. Somebody pushed me to buy one, and it was $500 that I won. And that was, like, specifically what I wrote down, like, within 48 hours. So I was shocked. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, this is the good stuff here is writing everything down. Um, and the more I do it, you know, like, I slack off a little bit, but when I do it every day, it's amazing. Um, and even, you know, writing my ideal life, um, every day it was pretty much, I couldn't fit everything in there because it was very long, but I would like, I would do different versions every day. Um, and with the going to sleep early, I wake up early feeling refreshed and like ready to go and excited for the day ahead. Um, I was putting yoga in there, all the stuff that I was writing down that I was like kind of shocked that it happened. Yeah. I didn't realize that it happened, actually, until I spoke to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the more I do it, just, it's just so amazing and beneficial. Like, the more and more I think I can create, like, miracles if I do it every single day. Awesome. That is so awesome. I've had a lot of that. That was an interesting call. Amanda's like, I'm writing all this down. Like, this is what I wanted. And then, like, you, you have everything you wanted. Um. <laughs> Which so but I focused on what I didn't have, and that was a huge lesson too. You know, that was like a really big I, just just focus on being happy, just focus on doing the things I want to do, just stay positive and stay happy, and like everything else will fall into place. Um, and trust, trust in myself, trust in the universe. So like you telling me that all this stuff happened and me not realizing it, like that was a lesson I think in and of itself. Well, yeah. Definitely. Sometimes we just need someone to point us out because, like you said, it's, we can get focused on what isn't working, and sometimes we miss all the cool stuff that we're that we're doing. So I'm glad I was uh, able to point that out for you, which is awesome. Uh, all right. So I love it. I love scripting too. I've had similar experiences to Amanda lately, where it's all like if you write it as if it's happened, the journal entry at the end of your day, like all of a sudden it becomes who you are and what you're doing without a lot of effort. It sort of just magically puts itself together, which I love. Um, so cool. Thank you for sharing. All right. Ashley, what advice would you give someone who is working their manifesting magic? Mm. I would definitely say to don't focus so much on the details. I mean, it's so awesome to know that you want, you know, your clear idea picture but don't get so caught up in the details to where it kind of blocks you from being able to really connect with that thing. Um, 
and as always, just kind of let go and let God or the universe do its thing and because it really does know what's best for you if you can just trust and believe that. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Let go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So, but I want to clarify before, like you're saying let go, but you're also saying do, do the stuff, right? Like do the exercises, but then let go. Are you saying more like of the how? Are you saying like just let go of worrying about it? Oh, yeah. I think it's just such a mixture of different things, and my experience may be so different from somebody else's because it really is personal. And But for me, intentionally, I think I would have to say just kind of trusting more. That was kind of my angle. Was, um, I was always kind of like, eh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I think something in me has shifted to the fact of, you know what, I know that the universe knows what's best for me, so I'm just going to trust and move on with my day and actually just kind of play out my day as I want to as opposed to what I should be doing to make this happen. Does that make mm-hmm. any sense? Okay. Yeah. That's great. I think that's going to help somebody out there who's trying to, like, figure out how else they can make it happen because what you're really saying yeah. you know, do do whatever you have to do and then really focus, like you said, on creating your day and having the day you want to have versus focusing on, what isn't happening, right? Absolutely. And I think another thing is I used to get really caught up in having like a spiritual practice or like this manifesting practice. And when I wouldn't like wake up and meditate or do yoga or something, I would kind of get down on myself during the rest of the day. And that already was like, a, eh, that's not going to work because I woke up in the mind where I'm already feeling guilty. And if I had just let go and trusted I probably wouldn't have moved past all those things done yoga in the afternoon or meditated later that night and got all those things that I wanted to complete done if I had just kind of trusted that everything's okay. Like, I don't have to have every detail. It doesn't have to be perfect. I can just live now and worry about the other things later. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Then that's such good advice for everyone. Oh, so good. All right. So Allie said her biggest lesson um, she talked about is that you get what you're focused on. And so my question is, did manifesting look the way you thought it would? I'm sorry, say it again? Did, uh, did manifesting look the way you thought it would? Did um, no. It certainly didn't work the way I thought it would. Um, and in terms of did it look the way I thought it would? No, because I think I thought it was going to be a lot more woo-woo. And and some of the things were, like, cool activities, but, you know, less for me. But, like, writing is something that comes really naturally to me. And so I think that it – I thought that it was going to be, you know, me out in the woods communing, you know, naked with the wood nymphs or whatever, and um, <laughs> a lot less of that, and a lot more of things that um, felt natural and made sense. Um, like, you know, I, I get the power of focus in lots of other aspects of my life, so this makes sense. Cool. I love that. And what would you, I mean, what would be your biggest advice 
to somebody who's starting or who's working the process? Well, as um, as maybe someone who was a willing skeptic coming in, just mm-hmm. to sort of say it's okay to be a willing skeptic. You just have to be willing, and yeah. and just go through the steps with an open mind. Because if you you if you Skepticism, healthy skepticism, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm unwilling to sign up for a world in which you're not allowed to, you know, question. Um, but I also am unwilling to sign up for a world in which everything has to be known. And so um, finding that balance and continuing to work the steps with an open mind. Cool. I love that. Thank you for sharing. All right. And so, Erin, um, I love I love this story that I want you to talk about. So you said the best part of the course, um, or the thing that you liked the most, was learning to accept what is offered. And I know you have a great story about how you did that, and it led to manifesting money. So will you share a little bit of the background about why that was a learning thing for you, and then also um, your really cool story about how that led to manifesting money? Okay. <laughs> You know, there's quite a few stories. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I'm assuming you. you it's, uh, this question is in reference to uh, how I even got started in the money money experiment. Uh, this is about. So I want uh, about how the woman gave you the money to keep gambling at the casino. Oh yes, that one. <clears throat> yes. Well, you know, I, it's, there's these slot machines. I you know I enjoy playing. There's a woman that comes to uh, to the casino and likes to play those uh, same slot machines, and I see her every once in a while. And uh, it just so happened that there was a uh, jackpot that was uh, warming up. You could tell because the the jackpot amount will change colors as it's about to get closer to hitting. So it's color coordinated with uh, when it's about to hit. And so I had a certain amount that I put in. I lost it. And I was about to leave, and I wished uh, the lady good luck, but she noticed that I had run out of cash on me. She handed me $10 to continue to play. But keep in mind, we both are trying to win the same jackpot. Her exact words to me were, here's $10, stay and play. If you win, then we'll split the jackpot in half, you know, but still continue to play. And so I did. So the first spin uh, was a huge hit, if I remember correctly. That first spin got me all the way up to over $100. And uh, it was a $2 max bet, so these were penny machines I was playing. Mm -hmm. Um, A few spins later, I hit the jackpot. And her words to me were, look, you've made more money than what the jackpot is worth. We'll just split the jackpot in half, all the extra money you keep. And I thought it was so beautiful how the universe worked that out because, again, going back to what I said previously about the how, uh, I, I, I had no clue that somebody was going to be willing to give me money mm-hmm. to try to win a jackpot that they were also trying to go after. A lot of times, a lot of people are are more 
are more selfish when it comes to uh, winning jackpots. I mean, uh, the, some of the things that people will do at casinos are pretty amazing uh, just to uh, try to win a few dollars. But, uh, and, and I love the spirit that she had. You can feel the energy from her that, she, that, that she's different, that, that, that uh, she's in tune with herself. She's in tune with the money that she has, that she's, that she's detached from it. And that there's an abundance of wealth and riches out there that she doesn't need to hoard, but there's an infinite amount, so why not share with other people? And, and I, was happy, I was happy for one that she did that. I mean, that helped me to win. But on the same note, it was definitely a, uh, a lesson, uh, a universal lesson that if you just, if you just keep yourself easy, don't overthink things. Feel, feel good. Try to keep it even keel. You'll you, you open that conduit to all that you want and to all that you desire. And it's going to come in forms in which you never even imagined. And this was one of those forms. For, for, for my personal experience that I had that I'd never imagined. Because right. it is rather weird at a casino to be having money to win a jackpot that somebody else is going for. Yeah. Yeah, I love that story. Thank you for sharing. And all of the elements that you pointed out about not thinking about the how, because we could probably never imagine that someone would hand us money to win a jackpot that they were trying for. Um, just how you were connected, that you were able to actually receive the money from her and, and take the gift and keep playing. I just, I love everything about that story. Thank you. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I know the next day I told my friends, and they were shocked as well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah. But 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 it was also a, it was also a lesson for them. So I hope uh, I hope they received the the same <clears throat> lesson that I got from it as well. Right. Definitely. Yes. Very good story. Awesome. So Amanda. I know you've done a lot of LOA programs and you've studied a lot of different things. What is different for you now? And what advice would you give someone who is working to manifest something into their life? Yeah, I mean, I guess like it's been, I think I said a year and a half on the questionnaire before. I think it's been like over two years that I've really been studying this um, and really working on it. Um, I haven't really seen great progress until I met you, which I think it's almost a year now uh, that I've been working with you. Um, and the number one thing I would say is just to keep moving forward and to keep pushing and not give up. Um, cause even for a time, like I definitely wanted to give up. I remember being so frustrated and I still get frustrated. Like it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing process. It's never going to end. But also now I realize that that's, that's what it's all about. It's not about like the end result. It's about this journey that we're on. And, like, I mean, for me, for everybody, it's different, of course. But for me, it's about so much more than just manifesting what I want. It's about, you know, just being a very, feeling like a whole person, you know, really, really enjoying my life and doing everything I want to do. I'm I'm much more spiritual now, meditating. I feel, you know, the oneness, I guess you would call it. Not It's not for everybody, you know, but, like, for each different person, it's their own journey. Um, so that's a huge part of it, like 
and like I wrote in the thing, there were so many times I was so frustrated. I would throw my book across the room and just be like, this is not for me. I can't do it. It's not for me. Um, and it is, but it, everything starts with you and it ends with you. Um, it, it's, it's, in, it's everything. You can create anything, you know, as long as you really, truly believe in yourself. And, um, you know, self-love was a huge, huge thing that I worked on. That's, I think that's one of the number one things. That, that matter in this whole thing. Um, and I would just say keep pushing forward and there's always more to learn, which now it's like I want there to always be more to learn, you know? I think I feel like a year ago it's like, okay, but when's the money going to come? You know, mm-hmm. now I just I want to learn everything. Like I just I want there to always be something new to learn because that's like the most exciting part for me. Awesome. That is so amazing. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Um, ah, so cool. And I love that. Just moving forward and, you know, when you get frustrated, like, just, just keep going. And so definitely self-love. Investing in self-love makes manifesting so much easier. So. I feel like everything's easier. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yes. Even, you know, lately, like, just little things in my day, like everything falls into place so much better when I'm just more in tune with myself and happy with myself. Yes. So good. Fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Keep going. You heard it from Amanda. Uh, Let's see. So now I want to talk. Is Jill available? Is Jill, are you here? I am. Hello. Awesome. Cool. So thank you for joining us. Jill, talk about self-love. I think Jill teaches self-love through running which um, some people might not think running is self-love, but when you're involved with Jill, it definitely is self-love. <laughs> so welcome. Um, will you, I'm just going to catch you up with a few of the questions that we've had. So will you share with us, uh, Amanda just talked about being frustrated, and I think you can relate a little bit to that. Um, will you share with us where you were when you decided to do the Write Your Champagne Life Story course? Oh, Yeah. So I so I kind of uh, created this membership group a few months ago, and I had been struggling to get members to join, and it felt like a fight constantly. Like I'd get one member, and I had this energy of like, oh, I'm just, it's too hard, it's too difficult to get new people in. And I think, Kathy, you kind of saw me struggling with that, and you suggested, like, hey, I think you might like this process that I have. So I was just in a place of, like, feeling like everything was way too difficult, and it was never going to happen, and I was pretty close to giving up, I think, before we started the process. Yeah, definitely. I could definitely sense that. And... um so that was, I mean, that was really, like, I mean, we scheduled it a month before, but I feel like you were probably still almost that frustrated up until about just two weeks ago, right? I was, and it's kind of funny. I think, like, the day we started the Write Your Champagne Life, it, it, I mean, it was really, it was almost magical. Like, we, we got on the phone, and I just remember, like, the first exercise you gave me, and I, like, was like, Oh, like I all of a sudden I could feel possibilities opening and it wasn't like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know I'm, how I'm going to make this happen, but like it was this sense of relief. Like 
oh, wait a minute, like, things could be different, and I could make them happy, and or make them happen, and I think it was, I think it was that process of, like, really thinking about what I want, and then it all sort of fell into place from there. But, yeah, like, I think right up until the moment we got on the phone for Write Your Champagne Life, I was still in that, this is never going to happen, this is too hard place. It was not a good place. Yes, yes. And the reason I love Jill's story, I'm going to have her. So what happened, so um, for those of you who don't know, Write Your Champagne Life story is three days. So at the end of three days, we're done. Um, and then, Jill, will you tell us what happened afterwards and in the last two weeks? Yeah, I sold my program out within ten days. I went home the minute we got off the phone with the last day. I wrote an email to my list, and I sold, like, three memberships that night, and then within 10 days the entire program was sold out. The program that I've been trying to sell out for months and months and months, banging my head against the wall, like, literally in tears on more than one occasion, feeling like I can't do this, and, like, that three days shifted everything. And it just, boom, it was so easy afterwards. It's ridiculous that I'm saying this. Like, it sounds so crazy. Like, who does that? But, like, it, you just, you helped me change my mind. That was it. My mind, I changed my mind and everything fell into place after that. That's awesome. I love that story. Sold out in two weeks. Um, so cool. And you're right. It was all about shifting and it was all about getting clear. Um, it's really about manifesting what you want. So tell everybody, I would love to hear you this part. What is your favorite thing about the champagne life, write your champagne life story? Um, aside from selling out my program in 10 days, because uh, <laughs> I think that's really my favorite. But <laughs> um, I think for me, the most exciting part was actually like the exercise of designing my perfect day because I never really thought about it. I thought, oh, I want to have a location-independent job so I can do what I want with my time and be where I want. And not that I don't want to work, but I want to be more flexible on when I'm doing what. Um, Because right now, being a personal trainer, I'm very locked into this particular time slot is a certain client, and I have to be in my gym to train them. And so I really want to shift away from that. But when we started doing kind of that perfect day exercise, I realized, like, I have no idea what I plan to do with all this time that I'm going to create for myself. So I think for me, like, that that one shift of visualizing what my day was going to be like instead of this nebulous, like, oh, I'll do something really cool with the time, like, actually putting down, like, in detail, like, hour by hour, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to see and this is how I'm going to feel and, like, that I think right there, A, it was really fun because I got to be creative and like, oh, I I don't even really know what I would like my perfect day. Like I realized I never even thought what I would like my perfect day to look like. So that, that was amazing. But it was just fun to imagine the possibilities. And it was like the sky's the limit. So what would you do if like, you know, if nothing was a limitation? That was just so much fun. Oh, that's so good. That's music to my ears. I love that. I think so often um, I see this a lot in manifestors is that they don't really ask a lot of times for you. It's just you hadn't taken the time to be clear. But for a lot of people, it's it's this, I don't want to ask for that really big thing. I'm going to try and ask for something smaller. And what I've always found is that when you try and manifest that smaller thing, um, 
it, it doesn't happen as easy if you would go for the big thing. Like if you go for what you really want, you ask for what you really want, you will get it a lot faster than trying to settle for something else. So I love that you talked about the detail. I think that was a little bit different than your story. It was just a matter of not opening up to it. But um, I love that you said that, you know, you can, you can have it just open up to it. So um, what would you say your biggest lesson was? You might have already answered that, but. My biggest lesson, I think, um, I, I think when that, there were maybe two lessons. One was, so we kind of did that mock interview where I sort of stepped into the person that I wanted to be yes. and, and just kind of did, did the interview with Runner's World as if I were, you know, myself in five years. And and that was so awesome. That was just like it felt completely natural, blah, blah, blah. And then we kind of turned off the interview, and then we, we stepped back, and then we were just talking, and you asked me a question, and I answered. And you're like, wait a minute, where was that girl that I just interviewed? Because, <laughs> I like, it was almost like I had, like, she's in there, but I, I turned away from her, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be me now. And, like, that kind of blew my mind that, like, that I, I had this, like, I was, was actually able to be that person right now. And it, like, it, I'm not making any sense, but it, it just kind of, like, when you, when you said to me, like, no, 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 I want to talk to that other girl that I was just interviewing, I realized, like, I was a different person, and I can put myself in that person's shoes anytime I want. And then, so here was the greatest thing. I used that. I think the next day I had a free call, um... Oh, no, 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 I was doing an interview with somebody else the next day who wanted to interview me for um, a program she's doing. And so I just kind of stepped into the girl that you had interviewed the day before. I was like, okay, I'm just going to be that girl when Melissa interviews me. And it worked like a charm. It was amazing. And I thought, oh, this is awesome. So that was the biggest <laughs> lesson, I guess, is the person that I want to be is already there, and I can access her anytime I want. That was just life life-changing. Uh, I love that. The person I want to be is already there, and I can access her anytime. That's so powerful. It's so powerful when it comes to getting what you want in life, to manifesting what you desire, because the person, that person that you have access to has what you want. And so learning to step into that person um, brings everything. As you saw, within two weeks, the sold-out program, closer to you quicker. So that is so awesome. It's great. Thank you, Kathy, because, I mean, you changed my life. <laughs> you really did. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your, your whole story. Um, it's so I, – the reason that I ask, um, you know, multiple, like Jill is the writing – you know, Jill is about selling out her program and more business. Everyone else is about money, and Amanda was about her ideal day, is that I like to give – I want all of you who are listening to have a variety of – ways and a variety of lessons and a variety of inspiration to manifest whatever you want. So I just want to say thank you to all of our featured manifestors for being here. You are so awesome. I really, really appreciate you sharing your stories um, and opening up your your space and your hearts and, and uh, sharing with others so that they can create everything they want in their life. 
So thank you all for being here and join us for the next uh, celebration. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.